0: it just really inspired and pushed me to really start educating through my social media platforms, not just to other parents with special needs kids, but to the general public, because I think it's very hidden. They see autism or hear autism and okay. They don't talk or they don't want to be touched or maybe they really need that touch um, and compression, but There's so much more to it. (laughs) So I really try to open our lives and be very transparent and educate others. Having each county or areas in a general population, such as a town, having a place or facility that is for kids with special needs and sensory processing disorders where they can go. And it doesn't matter the level of sensory processing disorder or special need. But having them be able to go to a place and it not be overwhelming and overstimulating and they can just get those needs met because not everybody can have a house with a sensory swing in it or a trampoline or things like that. So I really think that if there were facilities, especially in small towns where these parents could take their kids and just have them get their needs met. I know it would be better for our family, especially on days Where you can't go outside and you can't get those needs met.
1: Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans. Create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be talking about how to feel less alone by educating others about ASD. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. So if you're ready to continue your journey of consciousness and awareness, or if you're ready to take your life back, then let me welcome you to the Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. On today's episode, we have Jacqueline Knight, who lives in in Northern California, she's a 32-year-old wife, mother of two. Uh, the children are ages three and four, both diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, mom to three. I'm going to have to learn more about this next part, and uh, stay-at-home mom with a passion to advocate for her daughters while educating others on ASD. So, it's Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: And thank you for letting me be late. One of the things about being a single parent with special needs kids, when they call off school, you are, it's like a fire drill.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I'm actually joining from my phone today because we're having thunderstorms up here. And in the event I lost internet, I still wanted to be able to join through cell phone service. So (laughs) I totally get it.
1: Thank you so much. So I, I gave a little bit of your bio and then I butchered a part of it. Can you just tell us about you, your family, so we can get to know you
0: better? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been married for, oh gosh, six years, I think now. And we have two daughters. Kaylee is four and Reagan is three. They're 15 months apart. So <laughs> that wow. was a challenge in itself. The three additionals is actually our pets, and they are a very important part of our family because what we've learned with our kids, uh, main, primarily Kaylee, um, is that she really is grounded with the animals. And so they are a very big part of our family and, and their autism.
1: That's awesome. We actually made an effort to get a, a, a service dog for my son And unfortunately, where there are parents willing to do anything, there are scam artists. And so it was an organization that was kind of, you know, pawning off expensive pets. So that didn't work out. But I'm glad it's working out for your children because I have seen animals do amazing things. Two kids 15 months apart. I mean, it's like that's like a. that's like the fire drill of all fire drills. Can you tell us when the autism first came on your radar or, you know, signs of something not looking the way you thought it was supposed to?
0: Yeah. So it actually started very early with Kaylee, but it was not in the form of autism. She was having these movements. And as first time parents, we thought it was just some excitement movement that she was doing but my mother-in-law worked for her pediatrician and something's off it looks Mm. like a seizure so she was 13 and a half months old when we learned that it was possible she was having um what's called absent seizures and we were referred to ucsf pediatric neurology center Mm. and i was very pregnant with reagan And so when Reagan was two weeks old, we spent two days at UCSF and Kaylee endured a lot of testing MRIs. She did video EKG, the one where they monitor you. I always get it mixed up. I've got a lot of medical diagnosis stuff in my head. So in that process, it was primarily on Kaylee figuring out what this was and how to help her. In that time that we were at the hospital, Reagan was extremely colicky, which we didn't even really know what colic was at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't remember if it was a nurse or one of the helpers there, but they had mentioned colic after Regan was up all night screaming. (laughs) And so I started looking into how to help her there. And we learned she had some immature gut issues and she started seeing a chiropractor and as she got older, she would kind of excel and then regress. Kaylee was excelling. And I had to really step back as a parent and realize I can't compare Reagan to Kaylee. They're two different people. But my mom gut was just very, something is off. As a parent, if you've had had parent gut or mom gut, you know, something's just not right. And When Reagan was, and at the meantime, we still didn't have a diagnosis for Kaylee. We were still in the process of testing. When Reagan was about 16 months old, I really started questioning what was going on because she was just very typical severe autism, but we just really didn't know anything about it at the time. And so I went to the pediatrician and I said, something's not right. You know, I was correct about Kaylee. I really want to see what we can do for Reagan. And we started with speech therapy and developmental therapy. And within the first five minutes, the speech therapist had said, she's showing signs of autism. <laughs> you know, she was climbing all over the table and climbing me and jumping and spinning. And and I had no idea about regulation and and anything about autism, really, other than they just Typically, didn't talk and didn't want to touch you. Yeah. But Reagan was opposite; she didn't mind the touching. And so, in going through that and learning about everything sensory and how to help them, and and the food rigidity and all the just very unique things that they do when regarding sensory, mm-hmm. <laughs> I started recognizing that Kaylee <laughs> might be on the spectrum as well. So. I pushed and got a referral to have both of them tested, and it came that they are both autistic. So it it was very relieving to get that diagnosis. It did open up some doors for both of them, and it just really inspired and pushed me to really start educating through my social media platforms, not just to other parents with special needs kids, but to the general public, because. I think it's very hidden. They see autism or hear autism and okay, they don't talk or they don't wanna be touched or maybe they really need that touch um, and compression, but there's so much more to it. (laughs) So I really try to open our lives and be very transparent and educate others.
1: That's awesome. I love that you explained how you really just can't put a box around autism. Hopefully we're learning that. Hopefully, we're growing from trying to do that. Was social media a big part of your world before children, or is this building these platforms been since having children?
0: So I, I've always kind of been on social media and had a social media presence, but it was not really a focus for me until a couple of years ago. I did partner with the health and wellness company, and, and it's all- online code sharing and and it's called social retail. And so I really learned how to navigate social media, primarily Facebook and Instagram and how to get myself out there for my business. But also I realized that was an amazing Avenue on how to reach everybody. I mean, strangers and people reaching out. So I just really in the last year, I kind of switched gears and shifted my social media platforms for educating on autism and then self-care and self-development and, you know, just how to how to really navigate your life in a more positive way while also being educating for my girls and for all all kids with special needs.
1: Yeah. I have to tell you, I, I want to get back to that later in the show, just so we know, so we can find out where to find you online and we and 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 see what you're doing. Because I can tell that it's working. Because parents that come on the show that have children that are three to four years old don't have the positive energy that you have. They're still in taken the trenches. <laughs> yeah, they're still taken over by what just happened. Where am I? Why me? is this really happening or is this a bad dream you have a much different energy but i have to go back to a new mom is hard enough a new mom with two kids at the same time is seems double as hard and then you throw the special needs on top of it were there some seriously dark days have there are there still how does that work for you
0: yes it was very dark for A while. I did experience pretty heavy postpartum depression with both of my kids. Reagan was not a planned pregnancy, so it was very scary. I did find out I was pregnant with her on Mother's Day, and it was my first Mother's Day. So I kind of take it as as a light, you know, a little twinkle of a light in a in a dark time and a very scary time. I had Reagan and and two months or well, seven weeks later she had. RSV. Um, She was seven weeks old and it was the same week that the world shut down. So throwing a pandemic on top of it uh, with a postpartum, a sick baby, you know, it was very dark. I did reach out to my primary care physician and I said, I I need something. This is not okay. So Mm -hmm. I did go on some medications to help with the depression and the anxiety. I actually started therapy after i had kaylee my marriage was not good you know new parents and navigating all the things and i chose to go the therapy route versus medication route with kaylee and then i continued therapy through i want to say reagan's first year of life so it was quite a while it took a lot to pull myself out of the depressions and out of the why me, why my family, why are we going through this? You know, I was forced to be a stay at home mom, which is not, I was planning on for my, you know, career path and future. So that was a big adjustment in itself. And I really had to dig deep and just switch gears and realize sitting in the the pity party is not gonna get me anywhere and it's not gonna be healthy for my kids and my family. So I just decided to switch gears and I, I did partner with a life coach that I actually knew personally, she's amazing. And she really helped me navigate my way out of the dark holes and helped build my confidence to be able to educate and advocate on social media and really change the way it looks for parents with special needs kids and how it can be happy and and amazing.
1: You are gonna be such a light for so many people. You have, I always say that I am uniquely qualified to hold my position you know, as a single dad with five kids and two with special needs, I'm uniquely, you know, and I made every mistake. I fell into the addiction. I fell into the depression. I had the nasty divorce. I did all the things that you don't want to do, but if it happens, I can help you navigate that because I'm uniquely qualified. You are in the same boat. There's, you know, you're uniquely qualified because you have two kids that are 15 months apart. They both have but you know, I mean, the, the list goes on at the pandemic, you know, and you're doing it so early. I To see any light where you are is a testament to who you are. So I think you, if you don't know this, you should be really proud of yourself because you have great energy for where you're at in the journey. I admire you. I'm really happy that I'm meeting you. Can you tell us what a difficult day looks like?
0: I can. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you can. We just experienced one yesterday. Um, Okay. As I've I've been recently touching on uh, a little harder with education in this area is sleep. And I don't even have the words. It is a complete spin of the wheel. I was fortunate that my kids slept pretty well up until recently. Reagan is kind of going through that transition of turning three and things change. So, you know, we had the time change over the weekend, and I couldn't sleep, so I didn't get much sleep, and I was unexpectedly awoken at 4.30 in the morning from Reagan, who was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, it was a very rough day. I was extremely exhausted. It's Like I said, it's been really crappy weather here, for a lack of better terms. <laughs> so, she's been cooped up inside, and her food choices are very rigid. She's not been diagnosed with avoidance restrictive food intake disorder or ARFID um, for acronym. And however, I know she has it. So when she's not getting her food needs met, it's tantrums on the ground. It's screaming, crying, kicking, getting dressed, She kicking and hitting me. And you can't really restrain them. They're very strong. She's little, but she's strong. And so... Yesterday was a lot of up and down with getting her needs met and an exhaustion from everybody. And when these hard days happen, it's really hard to to stay positive because you really just want to scream and cuss and throw your hands in the air. But at the same time, you know, you know, she can't communicate with me. She's nonverbal, and I can't read her mind. Yeah. And so it's trial and error. And let me tell you, when you get that need met, even if it's something simple as a lollipop yeah. and she's happy, it's like, whew, mm-hmm. we've got 10 minutes of everybody's good. So yeah. for us, hard days are tantrums and and not being able to figure out what she needs. You know, we've kind of transformed our house into a sensory sanctuary. Uh <laughs> We've got a swing, a sensory swing in our living room, two trampolines. You know, she's got a tent that she sleeps in because <laughs> she's she's not a fan of sleeping in a bed. I mean, people walk into our house and they're just like, oh, my gosh. A, it's incredible. But B, you know, th- this looks like a kid's playground. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So thrashing on the ground, sleep deprived. That sounds like a challenging day. Um, What's the acronym? A-R-F-I-D. A?
0: Yes. A-R-F-I-D. And it stands for avoidance, restrictive food intake disorder. Both of my girls do have this. And for them, it it can be very different with every child. Again, autism, you can't put it in a box. But with my girls, they primarily only eat neutral colored food. So quesadillas grilled cheese chicken nuggets brown or neutral colored granola bars they do get a protein shake every morning because they don't eat nutritious food often Um, no fruit and vegetable pretty much for either of them so I do give them a protein shake in the morning to make sure they're getting their nutrients and I have discovered that they will eat these organic gummy bears that are colored which is crazy (laughs) I'm like there's color to those you're going to eat them uh-huh. It's a struggle. It's a big struggle when you know, especially people who don't understand it and they're, well, why don't you just give them fruits and vegetables because they don't eat them. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's a color thing. It's not necessarily a texture thing. So
1: is that something that can be a lifelong thing or is is it usually tr- a transitional kind of thing?
0: It's typically lifelong. Um, however, it can be forever changing. Okay. So, and this is kind of a perfect example. Reagan is very, she changes quite a bit. Um, so, you know, there was one day that she would only eat gummy bears and her protein shake in the morning and water. She would not eat anything else. We've had days where she will only eat. We call them in our house cause our uh, Kaylee named them. They call goopy bars, but essentially it's a cliff Z bar for kids and a specific kind, the chocolate chip kind. So we'll have days where she will only eat that. And some days she will have an array of food. So it kind of just depends on the child. You know, I've seen where kids will only eat three specific things, such as pepperoni slices, cheese squares, and maybe potato chips. And that's their realm, and that's where it stays. When people say they have really picky eaters, I encourage them to explore, and you can Google A-R-F-I-D, and there's a lot of information online, but I, I encourage them to explore more into that. It may not be that you have a picky eater. It may just be that there are certain foods and textures and temperatures that are sensory nightmare for a child and even an adult, so it's very interesting to learn about and It really, it helps the family when you can understand it. And there's a lot less fighting that goes on to get them to eat.
1: I bet. I bet. Most marriages don't make it through this. I don't know what the secret is. I'm still in court four and a half years later from a nasty divorce. So it's been nothing positive, um, all negative and nothing good for the kids. Do you know how you're going to approach this challenge, are you guys on the same page or too early to tell?
0: We are on the same page. Wow. It has taken time Okay. <laughs> and I did have to, at one point, give an ultimatum of marriage therapy or ending the marriage. And fortunately he chose marriage therapy Nice. where we did learn a lot of tools. And he, he my husband used to be somebody who was very against therapy. It was for people who are crazy. And now he's actually a huge advocate for it. And wow. openly talks about his experience in therapy, us as a couple in therapy and and advocates, if you think you might need it, or you think you don't need it, just just try it. And we've had to use our tools that we learned a lot, especially navigating the diagnoses and the therapies with Reagan, you know, and me not being able to work. So having to navigate finances. That is always a big topic in our household because we are a single income family. He works in agriculture. So one morning he might go to work at 3 a.m. and the next morning at 7 a.m. So his schedule's never the same, which is very challenging because then, you know, I kind of joke that October to May is single mom season because that's their busy season with his line of work. But I really encourage couples to open the communication and ask for the help and kind of let your guard down a little bit and just be open with your emotions. If you're having a hard day and your spouse comes home, I am having a really hard day. I know the dishes are in the sink and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get to them and and you've been at work all day and I've been here, but it would really help me a lot if you could just get the dishes done and tomorrow will be better. That's been a big big thing in our marriage is communication and we don't get a lot of time to ourselves i think we get maybe two dates a year <laughs> so that's been a struggle however we do once a week after the kids go to bed we sit and just say things that we appreciate about each other or something that was appreciated that week he tells me a lot how strong of a mother i am and how wonderful i i advocate and take care of our kids and So that is really reassuring that even on those hard days, you know, he still sees that, that I'm pushing through and, and the same, you know, I reciprocated to him and we just try to work really hard that there's no resentment towards each other. You know, the, I cooked and the dishes type of situation. (laughs) So, And again, it's not something that happened overnight. It's, we, we've been together almost eight years and it's, it's taken up until the last probably six months. To get to where we are now
1: that's awesome that's great to hear i mean that i was scared to ask that question because that's not always the answer but the good news is from my experience people that so addiction and divorce or addiction and marital problems can be extremely challenging but people that go into treatment or therapy and try to work together seem to transcend what even a decent relationship can be because two people working on themselves and working together is a beautiful thing and i believe that that's the recipe to a successful marriage no matter what your situation looks like so congratulations to you guys on that what can you do with the situation that you have to take care of yourself how can you Is there anything that someone in your position can do to get self-care for that parent that's saying, that I, because I don't know where you'd have any time, but do you have to, I mean, maybe you have to make time. I don't know. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey for you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, if you're feeling that you're depressed or having just crazy amounts of anxiety, you know, they have telehealth now, even reach out to a doctor and just talk. You don't even have to go in with your hands up. Just, you know, say, this is what I'm experiencing. What do you think we should do? And if you do need to get on the medication, don't fight it. I, I And then that's just a personal opinion. I fought it for years. And once I, I received the proper dosages of medication for anxiety and depression, it's like the clouds opened up and the sunshine came through. It was life-changing. And therapy i I highly encourage therapy or getting with a life coach don't be ashamed of it and most insurances cover it and then also aside from self-care such as taking you know a hot bath or having a mommy time out or you know going on a walk or going shopping alone you know really taking care of your body because most what i've seen is most parents especially stay-at-home moms with kids with autism is your nutrition just goes out the window i mean most of the time it's whatever they're eating you're eating because you don't know when you're going to get to eat next and so with my health and wellness um, company that i'm partnered with there are a lot of products that i have tried and i've kind of honed in on what works best for me and my body personally so that i'm getting all of my daily nutrition i'm getting the vitamins and minerals that i need i'm getting help with my body physically and even, you know, my, just my skincare routine, feeling good in my own skin. It's something that women, I feel like struggle with so much. And if it could be something as simple as a moisturizer, you know, just to have that feeling of, Oh, I I feel like I look good, you know, just doing the simple things to take care of your body internally and externally. And it can be on the go, you know, it's quick. (laughs) It's, it's very simple. And, with having kids with autism or special needs simplicity is key you know we don't always get to go to the gym for an hour or two a day or get to go on a run by ourselves you know we're i was listening to another episode and the mom you know she lost a, a quite a bit of weight and she didn't realize she would be be a ninja a ninja mom with having a child with special needs and that's exactly what it is because you're constantly running around and picking them up and just all the things and i myself have lost uh, quite a bit of weight from that and you know everyone wants to know what i did and i said well i just chased my toddlers around yeah. and another thing too is i really really i don't know how to say it chiropractic care i have learned is extremely important um for children birthing process whether it's c-section or natural birth is traumatic for the mother and the child uh, i learned with both of my kids their bodies were completely out of whack and once their bodies were in alignment, things were much happier. Okay. Reagan started chiropractic care at five weeks old and still is in chiropractic care. And fortunately, our chiropractor is incredible and noticed that as a tired, rundown mom with a baby on my hip 24 seven, my body was also probably not where it needed to be. And she encouraged me to start getting adjustments every three weeks when I brought Regan in for her adjustment. and it really was incredible to see how much better I felt physically to not, you know, my back didn't hurt. My shoulders didn't hurt. My hips were back in alignment. So if you, and again, and most insurances cover chiropractic care, um, or even massage therapy, just doing something for yourself to help your body and help you not hurt. If you're, if you're hurting, just do it. Just try to find the time.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that was a great suggestion. For people that want to learn about your health and wellness company or want to follow you on social media, where do we find you?
0: So my social media, um, my Instagram is at Knight underscore. There is no K in my name. So J-A-C-L-Y-N-K-N-I-G-H-T underscore. And then um, there is a link in my bio that has various categories um, of health and wellness. And I I have recommendations on there as well for what I do personally to help with myself. And my Facebook is just Jacqueline Knight. It is a public profile, so you can follow me or add add me as a friend. I'm always looking to connect with other parents with special needs kids because having somebody to lean on and not feeling alone and being able to openly talk about the the struggles and the victories of having you know navigating life and then um, i do have discount code link that i share in my instagram bio for discounts on the products that i use in my health and wellness shop always send me a message you can absolutely dm me or send me a private message on facebook and i would be happy to chat give you information i can give you the disc- a discount code link there but I'm an open book. Most of my friends and family, and you can probably tell on my social media, I'm very transparent. I don't want anybody to be afraid to ask the questions or or ask to get help.
1: I love that. If we don't have it already, if you wouldn't mind sending us some of those links so we can put it in the show notes, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: for people that want to reach you. You seem like, with kids as young as yours, you seem like a wealth of knowledge. Um, we do a quick lightning round of questions at the end of the show where you kind of give a one word to one sentence answer to a few more questions are you up for it
0: yeah definitely
1: okay what's the best advice you've received
0: you can do hard things
1: do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents
0: aside from google (laughs) i would say get with your local regional center um i and I don't know if this company is nationwide or just in California, but there is a company called Rowell Institute and between the regional center and Rowell Institute, they can offer a ton of resources, whether it's reading material or classes or in-person care. Um, I know with the regional center, they just approved us um, and we just started respite care for Reagan which is huge, even a couple hours a week to decompress. So definitely reach out to your local communities that have, or centers, I should say, that have familiarity with kids with special needs.
1: Nice. Uh, What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being?
0: I, now that we have respite care, (laughs) I would like to really start using my time while Reagan is being cared for with her caregiver to look into how to change the stipulations and the, I, I don't know really know how to explain it properly. When it comes to getting assistance from either your county or the state or the government, how to open it so it's not just in the box because they look at A piece of paper with a diagnosis and that's not the case. I I mean every child is different and most parents with special needs kids could use the assistance financially and it's very sad that it's not taught to these people, especially social workers, that you can't just base a book by its cover. You really need to take into consideration what these children require and what the parents go through and then award their financial assistance or services based on that child, not based on the household size or income or what a a typical diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder is.
1: Well, for the parents out there, Naked Parent Nation that are listening to you right now, I'm going to highly suggest that they jump on your bandwagon because if that's the thing that you're going to pick, that you want to add next for your individual well-being, you are going to change the landscape for us special needs parents. So I look forward to seeing what you're going to do. A couple more questions. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Oh,
0: that's a tough one. Oh, you know, actually, no, it's not because I was just talking about this the other day. And I think it would improve the lives of a lot of people. But
1: yeah, well, I'm going to plant the seed and maybe we'll end up doing this together, but I'm going to, my kids' names are Rocco and Blue and I want to start Rocco Blue Ranch and I want it to be a working ranch with kids with special needs that age out of the public school system, a residential facility for them, but the ranch is supports the local special needs community with therapies and things to do and maybe that's, ne- maybe that's in our future together. We'll have to partner on that one.
0: Yeah, I would love, I would love to do that.
1: Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself or your children that you just love and couldn't live without?
0: Two products. Um, so for myself, it is the products I use with my, the company I'm par- partnered with, um, Odair, and my kids, it's the DoTerra essential oils. Um, I primarily use the Tamer for their gut health or digestive system, I should say. And then I do the soothing and grounding blend with them. Um, it just really helps with the bedtime routines and helps them get grounded and calm and centered. Um, I don't have a, a favorite supplement for them as far as vitamins, cause they both take different supplements. Kaylee does the probiotics from Modere and Regan does um, Smarty Pants um, cause she can only do the gummies. So I would definitely say Make sure that your kids are taking supplements if they're, if they're not getting their nutrients through food. It helps with behavior and attitude and speech, all the things greatly. And then I love the products that I use and it, the way it's changed my mental clarity, my body physically, and my internal health is just, it's been wonderful.
1: So just from what we've talked about, I, first of all, I've really appreciated our conversation. I've learned a lot. You've inspired me to be a better dad, to take on today more than I had planned before. So I want to thank you for that. And just from what we've talked about or just like what's on your heart, what do you say to the parent that, you know, in the dark, doesn't see the light, doesn't believe the clouds are going to open for them, doesn't think that any of the stuff that we talked about is going to work, just struggling. What do you say to them?
0: I say, and it's, it's very cliche, but it does get better. It will get better and reach out for help, whether it is a support group on Facebook and finding a person that you feel you might connect with. I mean, it doesn't have to be the whole group. It could just be a person from the comment section of a post, just reach out and just, you know, Hey, I am in a dark place. This is really hard. I just need somebody to talk to whether you have advice or resources for me or not. Um, but just not keeping those emotions bottled in because when you do, there is a chance there is not a chance. you will explode at some point and it will it will be really hard and just push you further down and making sure that you take care of yourself so that you're healthy mentally and physically for your kid or your children um, with special needs because they need to see that mom and dad are, they're okay. It helps them keep that safe space knowing that mom and dad are okay. So just reach out for help, whether it's somebody you know or a stranger or a therapist, because there is light at the end of the tunnel and the clouds will open up. Whether it's six months from now or a year from now, um, it does get better.
1: Yeah. Um, we're in our third week of um, it's a support group on Tuesday night. So it's tonight from six thirty to seven thirty Pacific Standard Time. You can log in from anywhere in the world. Um, if you need the link, just email me at Chad at the dot com and I will give you the login details, Jacqueline. It's been awesome having you. I hope we can stay connected and touch base on your continued journey in the future sometime. And thank you for being on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, all right, take care and blessings to you and your family.
0: You too, thank you, Chad. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts.